0: Thanks for tuning into Mysteries of the Mind, a podcast revealing the way our unconscious minds shape our lives. And now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Bader. Donald Trump is completely committed to being a victim. According to him, he's misunderstood, mistreated, persecuted. ...falsely accused and unfairly punished. As in his phone call to Zelensky, he's 100% innocent. His enemies are 100% evil. Here's an example uh, excerpted from Trump's recent six-page letter to Nancy Pelosi. He says this, There's nothing I would rather do than stop referring to your party as the do-nothing Democrats. Unfortunately... I don't know that you'll ever give me a chance to do so. After three years of unfair and unwarranted investigations, $45 million spent, 18 angry Democrat prosecutors, the entire force of the FBI, headed by leadership now proven to be totally incompetent and corrupt, you have found nothing. Few people in high position could have endured or passed this test. You do not know, nor do you care, the great damage and hurt you've inflicted upon wonderful and loving members of my family. And then later he goes on to say simply, More due process was afforded to those accused in the Salem witch trials. See, the commitment to victimhood is deeply embedded in Donald Trump's character. Let's look more carefully at exactly how Trump's Victimhood Functions What's the point of making yourself out to be a victim Psychologically speaking In other words, what does it accomplish The answer is simply It counteracts feelings of guilt And I use the word guilt now To include feelings that Someone has done or is doing bad things And Feelings of being a bad person In this sense, guilt Includes feelings of What we think of as shame In the end, though, it's all about feeling like a bad person, either by virtue of someone's actions or shortcomings. Feeling and proclaiming that you're a victim when objectively you're not is a way of restoring a feeling of innocence, a feeling that you're good, you see, and therefore not bad. And once guilt is negated and innocent restored, and here's the interesting thing, once that happens the victim can then go about hurting others and doing bad things again. Consciously, the victim experiences him or herself as innocent or martyred. But less consciously, under the table, he or she can then continue to pursue hostile aims. The whole thing you see, is cyclical. Because whenever guilt begins to insinuate itself, even the slightest bit into awareness... The person, again, plays the victim card, and innocence is restored. It's not me, it's them. I'm not doing bad things. Bad things are happening to me or being done to me. Ultimately, you see, victims aren't responsible for anything bad that they do or that happens to them. Badness is outside them, or bad things are being done to them by others. And therefore... It has nothing to do with the victim's essential being. Think of the psychological advantages victimhood promises to deliver. A person is not only good instead of bad, but also is entitled to sympathy rather than disapproval. Enduring the mistreatment of others can even come to be a source of pride. Victimhood can seem heroic, more akin to great martyrs like Joan of Arc than the devil or just being some ordinary SOB. And as I said, being an innocent victim psychically enables someone to do bad and harmful things. It's like a free pass. The logic goes like this. Since I'm persecuted, I have the right to do anything I want without regard for others. Victimhood is a living and breathing, get-out-of-jail-free card that constantly sprinkles forgiveness and exoneration on one's harmful actions. Trump's a perfect case in point. He's always a victim, and this position enables him to be nasty. Since he's always aggrieved, he feels entitled entitled to be cruel and bully others without ever having to feel like he's doing anything wrong. People say sometimes, you know, he lacks a conscience or even that he's um, what psychiatrists call psychopathic. In fact, his investment in victimhood explains these underlying dynamics, since the world, you see, owes him some kind of indemnity for all the ways he's been misunderstood and mistreated his conscience is constantly put on the back burner or it's just extinguished altogether. The guilt that a normal person would feel for acting and speaking like Trump is neatly counteracted by his need to always see himself as the injured party. And starting from the an interesting point, starting from the premise that the mind seeks out ways to diminish guilt and shame all the time, Trump's grandiosity, you see, his presenting himself as perfect, easily fits the same bill. So, feelings of victimization and superiority are easily compatible. See, since his basic instincts are to cheat, lie, and disparage others, Trump's psyche needs a cover story. As a result, his presidency rests on his claims that he's being persecuted by Democrats, the media, and the deep state. These claims are necessary to enable him to act in cruel and reckless ways without guilt. And this, of course, is why impeachment is so potentially traumatic to him. The world, you see, is pointing a finger of accusation at him, which he cannot escape. He's consumed, then, with this retaliatory and sadistic rage. And thus, as a result of the increased threat of guilt and shame, he has to become more and more of a victim, which permits him to be even more cruel. And I'd have to say, unfortunately, I think we ain't seen nothing yet. Thanks for listening to Mysteries of the Mind podcast. To learn more about how your unconscious mind really works, please tune in next time. And be sure to visit Dr. Bader's website at michaelbader.com.